Good morning. This is the Ancient Texan. It's Tuesday, August 17th. Just sitting here in my gazebo. It's raining. Wife's beautiful flowers in front of me. My sick dog at my feet. Raindrops falling in my pond off to my left. Few birds singing in the background. It's a little bit muggy, but probably in the upper 70s. Not bad. Just want to look around and, you know, the state of the world. How much our beliefs affect that. Of course, the big news is in Afghanistan. And we're shocked uh, at how fast the government troops fell, mostly without a fight. They just put down their guns. And there's some, you know, Biden made the decision that, you know, 20 years, 25 years doesn't make much difference. We're not up to the task of building a nation in Afghanistan. You know, a trillion dollars, give or take some, was spent there. Perhaps we did have a good reason to go in there in the first place. Um, go after bin Laden. Did we have a good reason to stay there? I think part of it's our belief in ourselves that we're capable of such task, despite no evidence to that. But we chose to believe that we could do it. We had 25,000 friends, you know, interpreters, people that had worked for us that uh, we had promised to get out. We got 2,000 of them out. Gross, grossly bad execution. And for any of you that are old dudes out there, uh, you remember Saigon when we were leaving from Saigon and the North Koreans were coming down, um, North Vietnamese were coming down, and we left our friends behind, just like we're doing now. That's on us. We chose to believe in Afghanistan that because we had given the government troops all the hardware that was necessary to defend the country, 300,000 troop, troops armed, equipped against 75,000 Taliban, not so well armed, that we'd taken care of things. But what could, <clears throat> but what you can't take care of so easy <clears throat> is what people believe. 
the Afghanistan people did not believe their government was worth dying for. Perhaps they believed it was a government imposed upon them by outsiders. Perhaps they believed their government was corrupt and did not have their best interest at heart. Facts, in fact, maybe they believed the Taliban was stronger and more severe and they remembered the past wars. But whatever it is, they didn't believe it worth dying for. And if you want to look at what it takes to change beliefs, look at what China's doing with the Uyghurs. Puts them in concentration camp, which is, most people think it's just another way of trying to brainwash them. Hard labor, constant bombardment. They, um, have them under constant surveillance. Maybe we could have done better in Afghanistan if we helped them get, you know, nationwide internet, everybody, cell phone. Although 70% of Afghanistan's own a phone. Perhaps if we had helped more on the education. But there were a lot of, you know, the university there had 60% women and some say they've already been ordered home. Perhaps if the women in the country had been talking to their men and saying, this is worth dying for, maybe that conversation needed to be encouraged by the U.S., but at the end of the day it needed to be encouraged among Afghanistans. Is our country worth dying for? Or are we happy with just let the Taliban a corrupt group, but their Afghanistans control us. Anyway, we'll be trying to figure that out for centuries, but it doesn't look too much different to me than Vietnam. Korea was a little before my time, but at least we have South Korea. So, we believed what we wanted to believe. We obviously didn't believe reality in Afghanistan. Okay, topic number two, COVID. There's a lot of people believe there's nothing to this virus. A lot of those people are in the hospitals in Florida and the South. Meanwhile, we're looking at a booster shot as early as September. So, you know, getting the virus stopped is all about beliefs. People do not believe the virus is really dangerous. They do not believe they can pass it on to their older friends and kill them, or they don't care. I suspect they don't believe. They don't trust the people delivering the news. In fact, they kind of have a disdain for 
the people delivering the news. Again, it doesn't really matter, you know, the reality of the virus and of the vaccine. doesn't matter as much as what people believe about it. And how do you change that? I don't think a dump of facts does it. I think you have to have connections and sharing. And then perhaps we just have to live with the consequences of people not believing. As sad as that may be, maybe that's just life. Move on to Haiti. They had a level 7 earthquake. Now they're having tropical storms. 1,400 have died. And Haiti's are back on the path to poverty. You know, it's... You know, we have, you know fires in the west and things burned down we have insurance and sure I mean it's horrible if you're in that situation but when you're poor and you're so close to the bottom already where every day is just about getting food in your belly and making it another day and trying to make it another day with some semblance of pride and actually enjoying life. Believe it or not, poor people can actually enjoy life. A, a tragedy is, for most Haitis, what's going on, unless they're right there in the center of it, their life is the same as always. They get up each day and try to get the food for the day. I, I saw a lot of that in Peru. And I was always amazed at how happy some of those people could be. Okay, the other big thing going on is the infrastructure. We got the progressives saying they won't vote for the infrastructure package unless Simultaneously, we passed the bigger social bill. We got moderate Democrats saying they won't vote for it unless it's done now and just on the infrastructure package. Because something could go long and wrong in all the months um, that it may take to put together this big super package. I'm personally on the side of let's pass the infrastructure bill and get on with it. Let's not put at risk what we almost have with what we could have. Um, I also question that our government can manage another three and a half trillion of debt. Our country can manage it. I'm I'm kind of like let's keep things in manageable packages and. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm for the, let's get it done, let's not let this slip through our fingers kind of guy. But, it will be what it will be.
and we have this you know a lot of new new studies come out on uh, global warming which basically says yeah it's real they've done all these models saying yeah we can still escape you know the worst consequences but uh, it, it depends on a political will and a belief by enough people to make the changes and I think that's pie in the sky I think we'll see global warming get a lot worse I think we lack the courage to uh, do it and I also think the way we need to do it is with a carbon tax and let the the market and scientists and economists figure out the best way to do it and just make it unprofitable to pollute that's about as sophisticated as I think our government can manage it's 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 an extremely difficult problem and to anyone to tell you that we really know how to do it and we're smart enough to know how to do it without creating more economic pain I don't think they know what the hell they're talking about we're at the stage of knowing we've got a problem we're not at the stage of knowing the best path to fixing it that's my two cents and meanwhile um, Biden is um, you know when he first came into office he put a ban on federal leasing uh, getting leases to drill for oil on federal lands nine states have sued the courts have upheld um, that Biden's action wasn't lawful. That's been set up by Congress and laws on how it's, you know, the rules of the game. And besides the death of oil, um, has been uh, heavily exaggerated. When uh, back, I think it was in March 2020, when oil crashed and the price of oil went to actually negative, which is kind of a, you know, almost like a book, bookkeeping phenomenon more than reality. All the storage was full and it was actually to take oil where you had no place to put it it was you know it obviously wasn't worth anything if you had to pour it out on the ground um, oil oil companies like Exxon went down to like $35 a shares as well as all the other companies I bought up a few thousand dollars of those shares they're now at $65 I more or less doubled my money because I didn't believe that the reality you know, that the market was saying things don't change that fast overnight it was panic and to believe that we're walking away from an oil-based economy right now I think is is actually a little foolish the idea that we're gonna go straight to electric cars um, 
electric cars right now Tesla has done amazing and their cars are incredible but I don't think very many people are are gonna want to go on a vacation in a Tesla yeah you have charge stations but at the best you might charge one up in a half hour compared to five minutes of filling your car people don't and in reality is you might take a couple of hours out for each you know next 300 miles of your trip some of the cars like with Volvo are coming out with 200 miles that might make sense for you know local commute it doesn't make sense as a general purpose vehicle I have a plug-in hybrid makes much more sense I plug it in I get 50 miles of of um, local driving before it kicks into gasoline I've had the car for six eight nine months I filled it up a half a dozen times I fill it up once a month the seven gallon tank and easily you know I've used up half the gas I put in three or four gallons every month that makes a hell of a lot of sense um, but even the technology in my car which is Honda Clarity um, is way away from being optimized pretty damn good but it's not I mean it probably cost me an extra five thousand bucks pure economics there probably not but I've got a car that's you know serves my needs and assuming I sign up for an electric company that's based on solar which I've got several of those on my desk um, I know it's on my to-do list I need to get my ass in gear I can actually make a difference in the CO2 putting out in the air how we get all our energy moved over to you know, non-CO2 producing energy forms the most logical if we want to do it right now is nuclear with a heavy dose of solar to support it and wind power and we need to spend R&D dollars on battery technology to back up solar and wind but we're not there and us believing it to be true is like believing Afghanistan's are ready to you know fight the Taliban it's like believing that people believe in the vaccine when they don't it's like believing the Haitis are not dirt poor it's like believing the end of oil is right around the corner we have the ability to believe a lot of things that are just not true of course this is all you know based on my what I believe I'm a really good engineer and understand a lot of you know how things get done in the world how difficult projects are how actually implementing technologies there's a big gap between belief and reality and you have to have 
you know, reality has to be on your side. You have to be lined up with Mother Nature and what is. You have to be lined up with people, what people actually believe. Not what you want them to believe. Anyway, this is a rambling uh, ancient Texan. But life, despite all the struggles we go through, is still pretty damn good. Best thing we got. <laughs> I wish all of you a good day. And this is the ancient Texan. Namaste.